0: And scary, and I don't know if I could do it. Uh, it, it takes a lot of guts, and that's one thing that at least needs to be recognized, the efforts that these um, asylum seekers have made to, to get here. So they, if, if you take the time to know these immigrants, these new, um, these asylum seekers, they are mostly people like you and me. They and mostly, I would say, they are coming with their children because they want their children to have safety and a future. And we were just
1: hearing from uh, voices from Texas Special Broadcast Project uh, about issues along the border. And that concludes the uh, make the making waves for tonight on your. Volunteer-powered public radio station, Radio Catskill, WJFF. Please join us every Monday evening at 7 p.m. here at 90.5 FM, 94.5 FM in Monticello, and streaming online at wjffradio.org.
2: And this is WJFF Jeffersonville and W2-3H Monticello. Coming up next, Trailer Talk. Stay tuned.
3: we're looking for gift certificates for fine food health and wellness services overnight stays tours and getaways tickets to plays movies concerts workshops and more call today at 845-482-4141 and make your contribution to the wjff auction october 19th at farmhouse catskills calicoon center
4: Welcome to Sabrina Artel's Trailer Talk. I'll bring you all kinds of stories from all kinds of people. Whether it's a live public conversation and we're speaking from the kitchen table of my 1965 Beeline Travel Trailer, from the studios or on the streets, please sit back and enjoy the conversation right here this time every week.
2: Bees are awesome.
4: They have... um
1: Observation hives so people can actually see, you know, the magic
5: of the bee and the hive and how everybody works together. Really, no bees, no food. That just is um, the basic math of it.
6: The honeybee is what pollinates every crop we have.
7: Next year, it should be bigger and better. Our goal next year is to have the Guinness Book of World Records of people dressed as bees. To bring awareness, which is 2,176,
4: and I think we can definitely beat that number. The fifth annual Narrowsburg Honey Bee Festival is happening on September 28th from 11 to 5 p.m. in Narrowsburg, New York, in the Sullivan County Catskills. I spoke to people during the debut of the Honey Bee Festival five years ago. This event was created to help save the honeybee, and wherever you are, even if you can't make it to Narrowsburg, New York, Celebrate that incredible honeybee that provides so much for us. I am in Narrowsburg, New York, in the Delaware River Valley Basin of the Sullivan County Catskills. And it is an amazing fall day. And I am looking at some honeybees, some beehives. So please introduce yourself.
8: Bonjour. My name is Juliette Hermant. I'm a young beekeeper here in Narasburg, New York. And uh, we are actually standing in front of an observation hive, which has been made out of a complete hive located on my roof year-round. Then we brought in and installed frame-by-frame, in an old-fashioned cabinet case.
4: It's amazing, how many honeybees are we looking at right now, would you say?
8: We're looking at a pretty light hive in number. I would say that we probably move move half of the bees during the transportation, um, and they would return back to their hive tomorrow on Sunday. So we're not having a hyperactive hive. We can observe some clusters on the left side of it. They're probably surrounding their queens at that stage. And you can see the uh, frame being half-capped with the honey and making that beautiful shape of um, capped honey.
4: They're incredible to look at and look at their their beautiful golden yellow and black color, the browns of their own bodies, the golden creamy color of the the hives and the, the wax. So could you share with me why honeybees? How did you become interested? Why did you decide that you were going to have these hives up on your roof here in Narrowsburg?
8: The first motivation as an artist is to um, actually bring meaningful scenes into wherever location you are. It happened for me to take its place in a 1920s brick warehouse um, located on Main Street of a very small hamlet in America. So the bees are actually a key component of our agriculture food system, chain food system, and also our local economy. So in a reason to make meaningful walk um, the hive seems like to be in a perfect place to start and being a young beekeeper i and having that desire i seek the knowledge of mentors charles wilkins which have been uh, giving me the grace of his um, of his ongoing knowledge, knowledge weekly checking on the hives and learning uh, each week what to observe and how to address uh, the bees reaction and inflictions
4: what kinds of bees are these?
8: Those are actually, observing, Italian honey bees. They are the most docile bees. This is why it was kind of ideal for us to start with them.
4: <laughs> Thank you so much, Juliette.
8: Merci, my
4: pleasure. Yes, yeah, so people are waiting in line for the honey ice cream. Okay. And I'm making my way to the main street here in Narrowsburg. This is the first year that there's been a honeybee festival. And I see a dog. I actually see a dog dressed as a honeybee, a little tiny dog. And I'm, can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jess Irish.
1: This is my daughter Viv and her friend Anna.
4: Hi, Viv, Anna, and your name again? Jess. Jess, and your dog? It's Juno. Juno, the, the honeybee, honey so <laughs> so, what brings you here to this Festival of the Bees, the honeybee Festival? First time this has happened in Narrowsburg.
1: I know, it's so exciting. Well, beautiful fall weather and we love bees and we love honey and we love all the new businesses around here.
4: Thank you so yes. much, Thank enjoy you. your day. Alrighty. Okay, so honey ice cream, I see a line mm-hmm. and I have to find out more about this <laughs> honey ice cream and of course I'm gonna have to try okay. some. Hi. Hi, I'm Mark
3: Randall from Mark and Andy's Apiary in Koscheckton Center, New York. And this
4: is Dana. Dana Halfren from Early Bird Cookery. First of all, amazing t-shirt here with a honeybee and the sunflower. A friend
3: of mine made this t-shirt. I wore it because he made it. We're here to celebrate all things bees. Bees are such an important part of our lives, and they're integral to our crops. You know, so many of our crops are pollinated by bees. We need to raise awareness about bees to keep them healthy so that we keep ourselves healthy.
4: How did you become interested in bees and the importance of bees? And we know that they are really being adversely impacted by a number of things, they're being studied right. because they're so important to our
3: food right, chain. Right,
6: right.
4: Well, I learned about bees. My uncle was a beekeeper
3: and as a hobbyist beekeeper and I just thought it was the coolest thing. And so when I moved up here, uh, I spent my weekends up here, I wanted something to do that was sort of agriculturally based and beekeeping seemed like a great thing to try and I've been obsessed with it for about 15 years.
4: So, what kinds of bees do you have? And we're now heading into the middle of October. Mm -hmm. We're entering the cold months. So, what happens now with your bees? And so the bees introduce me to your bees. Oh, okay. Well, my
3: bees are Italian bees. Um, which are a pretty typical uh, strain of bees that beekeepers in the United States use. Uh, They're not necessarily from Italy, but they're just called Italians. And in the winter, what they do is actually, it's a, a matriarchal society. So during this time of the year, they're basically kicking out all the drones. They're kicking all the men out of the hive because... They don't want the men to eat the food. They want to save the food for themselves. So the men get booted out and the bees basically hibernate. And what's really fascinating about bees is that they kind of form a giant mass in the middle of the hive. They pile all on top of each other. They slowly circulate throughout this mass of bees. So the bees that are cold on the outside move to the inside and they maintain a center point for the queen at 98 degrees all through the winter.
4: 98 degrees that's incredible
3: isn't amazing I want to be in there kind of hibernate and kind of keep the queen toasty warm so that she
4: can start laying again in the spring what kinds of plants are they pollinating and what kind of honey is it what does it taste like look like
3: well so our honey is all local and it's all wildflower honey towards the end of the season we get the honey that we um produce they they get a lot of goldenrod so it's really really dark it's almost like the color of molasses and if you want to taste some there's some you can taste right there and that's the honey that we've used in the ice cream and our ice cream base is pure cream milk honey and egg yolks and nothing else And then we have different flavors of mix ins. A delicious chocolate stout sauce, some great local Concord grapes that were turned into a grape sauce that were marbleized in, and then a a honey ice cream with almond brittle in it.
4: Incredible. I'm seeing Crunch Queen, the names of this ice cream. Crunch Queen, Uh Beer
0: Buzz, Uh Bee's
4: Knees. And you know my trailer is a Bee Line. Yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) Yes. It's a Bee World.
4: That's amazing. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I definitely would love to try. Oh, please a try of whatever things. you
3: want. What would you like to try? What do you recommend? They're all good. We actually sold out. We sold out of our plane. but all the base, all the mixins are in a plane. So if you like chocolate, the chocolate's great. The Concord grape one is really delicious. Well, you
4: know, I'm very interested in that Concord grape because yeah. you said it's from the local grapes. Yeah, it's a local, the Concord local grapes. honey,
3: and it's beautiful because it's like this beautiful purple marbled ice cream. I'll get you some of that.
4: Yes, just a tiny bit. And then this honey over there, I'll definitely try that too. It is, it's so dark. It really is yeah, the color of molasses. Really, yes.
3: It's really, really, really dark.
4: It's incredible. Wildflower, but dark. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. There you go. Well, On us. Well this, oh thank you. This is incredible. It's a beautiful, there, that there, you can taste, rich purple color you can, of the concords. And you can taste the honey. I'm going to taste there. some right yeah, now. Yeah, Okay. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for coming by. You're welcome. This is great. All right, now I'm going to taste a little bit of this honey, if I can. I'm going to taste some of this very, very dark wildflower honey. I'm going to do that right now. It's just absolutely beautiful. And then I'm going to, mmm, Dana, amazing.
2: So good, that's
8: Mark's product. Mmm, amazing. It's
4: amazing. I don't really have the language to describe it except to say it's delicious.
0: Hi, my name is Annie Stanley.
4: Annie, hi. So we're here at the very first Honey Bee Festival in Narrowsburg. And I'm wondering if you could talk to me about the community garden and also the seed library.
0: The community garden is really inspired to uh, do pollinator friendly plants down in the garden. Uh, That was one of our missions this summer and it's been really successful. the bees from the roof are actually going over to the garden and we can taste the flavors from the different flowers that were planted there by uh, Tannis from Willow Farm. She donated a lot of flowers uh, to the garden this year. So uh, this morning we had an event there after the parade for the children were planting daffodil bulbs, garlic bulbs, and uh, Ken Wesley was there from the butterfly barn he released three monarch butterflies this morning that uh, went off on their way to Mexico. And um, simultaneously, the seed library that we just started uh, with the adult programmer, uh, Daisy just opened uh, two weeks ago. So that was open today for the public for the Bee Festival. And people were meandering into the seed library, going down to the garden. Um, It's just, it's wonderful.
4: That's amazing. To think about that in this library then will grow, right? So that's the idea. And
0: people can come and take seeds out. Is
4: that the idea
0: that there's kind of... Yeah, it's kind of an honor system. Uh, We're hoping that people bring uh, heirloom seeds, obviously. And uh, we have uh, the seed, you know, the envelopes are there. Or people can just bring it already in the envelope and there's some information there about uh, how it's structured. And what are some of the seeds? What what are we talking about here? Mm. For
4: somebody who's listening, let's say, across the country, I mean, what kinds of flowers, what kinds of seeds are we talking about?
0: We are trying to collect seeds that are from plants native to this local area, but we're also collecting seeds like from milkweed because that's gonna support the monarch butterfly. People are bringing in sunflower seeds. Um, We got a big donation of seeds from the Hudson Valley Seed Library. And some of the local organic farms are giving us their extra seeds. That's
4: incredible.
0: Wow. And
4: what a beautiful day. I mean, as we're here in this kind of mid-fall at this point, And it's just spectacular TV. to see this peaking, the, the yeah. colors. I mean, this year, magnificent red colors. So that makes me also think of then the flowers that will be coming up again in the spring right. and the magnificence of these colors and
0: how important they are for us as well, yeah. visually, to take in. Yeah, everybody's seeming very happy today at the festival. Well, thank you so much.
4: I'm speaking with Annie Stanley. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Joan Santo. Joan, hello. So you're one of the organizers yes. of this first, hopefully annual Honeybee Festival here in Narrowsburg, New York. And I know people can't see you right now, but let me describe a little bit of <laughs> of your look. I mean, you are dressed as a honeybee, but it's even more spectacular than that because you have this like extensive curly blonde sort of wig with the beautiful uh, apple blossoms in your hair and then, of course, the the yellow and black stripes and things like that. So please share with me why you thought this would be a festival to begin here in this region and uh, and some of the other things.
7: Well, I'm part of a group in Narrowsburg called the Narrowsburg Beautification Group. And it's a bunch of us get together and we plant flowers. Uh, Sullivan Renaissance is an organization in Sullivan County. Um, which awards towns to beautify their towns, so we are involved in that, and we have been winning um, money through the years. And in planting all the flowers, I realized the bees were coming. The po- and hearing about all the problems and depleting population of the honeybee, I had the idea of doing a festival about honeybees. So um, President Obama, um, we wrote a letter to the White House because they're very active in uh, the honeybees also and the concerns for them so they actually sent us a letter yesterday and uh, thanking us on our efforts on doing this on our first annual and yes we will try our best next year it should be bigger and better our goal next year is to have the Guinness Book of World Records of people dressed as bees to bring awareness which is 2176 and I think
4: we can definitely beat that number Well, in addition to you being dressed as a honeybee, I've seen some other people. I've seen dogs, actually, a number of dogs. So I wish you luck on that. And also, you know, it's so important to raise this kind of awareness since honeybees are being threatened for a number of reasons, even some mysterious reasons, some known reasons, but also really essential, along with bats, actually, in our food chain for being able to have food for us to be able to nourish ourselves,
7: and also we have, like, we have a lot of children here, a lot of family projects and things, which is really great because the children are made aware of this, which will, in, in the next generation, they'll, they'll. Uh have an awareness of what to do about the bees. And just, if we can't, if can't do a beehive, just plant a flower, you know, just plant a pollinator, and they will come. So it's not that hard, and hopefully we got the message across, and next year more people will
5: be here, and it be more successful.
4: Thank you so much, Joan. Thank
5: you. Hi, I'm Jill Weiner from Calhoun Center, New York.
4: Allison Ward from Narrowsburg. Hello, Jill and Allison. This is just so amazing. I wandered into your shop, Madam Fortuna. So you're here in Narrowsburg. You're based. And Jill, I mean, I want to talk to you both about this festival because, Jill, I mean, you work with flowers all the time. So I'm just going to hand this microphone over to both of you to kind of talk about this celebration that we're in the midst of and the connection for both of you.
5: So uh, I am a Florist and a grower. I grow my own flowers and cut and arrange them. Sometimes I have to go to the flower market and buy flowers, but mostly I grow my own. And I do weddings and parties. And um, some of my favorite times are actually cutting the flowers and coming in to watch in the morning when the uh, when the flowers sort of warm up and the bees start getting active. And, you know, I'm very protective of the bees. I don't use any chemicals. Um, I've been chemical-free since I started growing. And I think it's really important to do everything that we can to protect our uh, bee population.
1: Well, that's why I'm so excited about the festival, too, because it's all about education and just getting the word out there. I think people take bees for granted. And without bees, there really is no food. Um, and they've been under attack for years with corporations that don't care because
5: they're corporations. Because they're, they're corporations. Not people. Right, oh, exactly. Wait. They're people. No, oh, yeah. they're not people. Wait, what
1: did the Supreme Court say? Wait, no, I don't know. <laughs> what did Mitt Romney say? I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's great because they have um, observation hives so people can actually see, you know, the magic of the bee and the hive and how everybody works together for one grand goal. And then you have this amazing. Um, Honey, which is good for healing, it's good for allergies, it's good for comfort, it's good for
5: just about everything. Uh, Baking and eating and tea. And and
1: it's it's delicious. uh, Yeah, and I think a lot of people in town are using, are showing all the different ways that it can be used, should be used and should be enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really a great turnout, which is
4: thrilling. Absolutely. Well, it's so great to run into you both here and to wander around and to see the excitement, too, because this is part of this effort for community revitalization and, as you said, Alison, also education around the role that honeybees play. And Jill, you're talking about your own work that's engaged with plants and flowers and, you know, makes me think of color, too, as well, both with fruits and vegetables and the flower world, which feeds me. The exactly. colors themselves are very Nutrition, nourishing,
5: right? Nutritional colors, yes. I mean, it, really, no bees, no food. That just is um, the basic math of it.
1: And who doesn't feel good? Who doesn't feel? Wait, what was I trying to say? Who doesn't feel great when they have fresh flowers around? Too? Oh
5: yeah, also, yes, I know you do because I, I deliver.
4: <laughs> Thank you both so much.
6: Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Hi, I'm Kaylin Riffle.
4: Kaylin, I'm so happy to see you here on Main Street in Narrowsburg on an incredible fall day. We're in front of your shop, The Pharmacy, spelled like The Farm. So why don't you talk with us about this festival today and what the connection is for you with the honeybee and your own commitment to your community?
6: Um, well, first, we're farmers. So we're organic farmers. Um, so for us, I mean, the honeybee is what pollinates every crop we have. From our apples to our tomatoes to our, uh, our you know, flowers. Um, and it's such a full circle. So it's so important. Our big vision is we like to save our local seed. Um, we get stronger um, you know, Chains from that. We we save heirloom varieties, and then we try to promote chemical free. It's important. We have plants that have no neopesticides in them, because we're finding that that uh, adds to colony collapse with the bees. So our whole thing is we really just want to promote how many products you can make with bees' wax, um, honeys. It's bees are. A magical. They really are. When you think about how far they travel and what it takes to harvest a pound of honey, it's really amazing. So that's really what it's about. It's just bringing the awareness to people of really how involved the bees are. And Kaylin, why
4: did this become so important for you to become locally based here in this community, in the Delaware River Valley Basin, the Catskills, but why? Um... Did you decide to come to a small town and devote yourself to
6: farming and farming in a particular kind of way? I have to say I think the inspiration really was when I had my son. I was a single mom and I wanted to raise him to be a free-range organic country child, in a sense. So he really got to have the full experience of being outside, and and um, we have animals on the farm, and, you know, just hatching chickens, and that's really been where it came from. And then we were drawn to this area. I mean, I met David over the fracking, and, he, you know, he did the movie on, Frack the movie, his film, and, like, we met over that, and then the whole fracking and the farming is intertwined. So we try to set the example of how we can farm and not frack. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share? I, um, I You know, I think I'm, it's a... Narrowsburg is a really magical town. I feel like it's a modern-day Mayberry. And I feel really lucky to be a part of just the community. And I think all the shops that are here are great. And, you know, all it's just been a really wonderful day. And it's nice to see everybody out.
2: Thank you. You're Sorry. welcome. Thank you. Hi, I'm Charles Wilkin from Two Queens Honey.
4: Hello. So... I see you've got your, your booth out here at the at the Honey, Fest, the Honey Bee Festival here in Narrowsburg. So you were just sharing with me that you are a beekeeper, so I'd love to talk to you about that and um, really just let you kind of share with us a little bit of your own history with bees.
2: Sure. Well, I originally got into bees because I was looking for something dangerous to do, and skydiving was what I really wanted to do. But none of my friends wanted to do that, so I ended up doing beekeeping. I just decided, well, okay, I'll do that. Um, But I've been doing it now for seven years, and what I've learned is it's anything but dangerous. It's a completely calming and sort of mesmerizing experience, and it's almost sort of yoga-like in its meditative qualities. Um, So I guess the danger part, I just sort of skipped out on that, but really what I'm getting in the end is something so much better than that.
4: So for seven years you've been a beekeeper. So what does this mean? How many hives do you have? How did you choose the kind of honeybees that you're collaborating with on this effort? And what do you do then with the honey?
2: Well, I have 12 beehives right now and that's double what I had last year. Um, I do Italian honeybees and I do that for two reasons. One, they're the gentlest honeybee and they're also the biggest producer of honey. There's other kinds like Carolinian and Russian bees. Um, which also have great qualities um, but I prefer the Italians because simply because they're so gentle. Well I find most of the honey that I get around here is um, in the fall you definitely get goldenrod knotweed because um, the knotweed is all along the Delaware River right here. Uh, in the summertime I usually get mostly what's considered a wildflower honey um, but that can have hints of clover or fireweed or dandelion, like all different kinds of things. In the summer, mostly what you get is clover honey from the clover on the ground and the dandelions. Um, so those are the basic kinds of honey that you get up here. Uh, this year I had beehives in an apple orchard and it definitely had an apple flavor, although because there's so many other things that they pollinate, it didn't really have like a what they call a single source flavor so it tasted like apples but it also tasted like clover and linden trees and other things.
4: So you spoke about the magical quality of the bees, what you've learned as a beekeeper, also a kind of meditative sort of relationship that you have that surprised you. What else have you learned now with your seven years with beekeeping?
2: Well I think the one thing I've learned is how important bees are and I think without bees you know, half of what's on our table, if not more, you wouldn't have and wouldn't be able to eat. Um, But I think also, too, uh, it's really helped me pay more attention to what's going on in this world in general, you know, with the environment and global warming, because the seasons are changing and the the plants and the, the way they interact in those seasons is changing because of climate change. And the bees are a clear indicator of what's happening in when you see things like colony collapse and all that stuff that everyone's talking about, uh, I'm seeing a lot of it firsthand. While I've never experienced colony collapse, you do see uh, indirect results of you know, the problems that we're facing today. And um, you know, I think unless we can reverse that course, uh, you know, it's just going to get worse. And I think the honeybee is the, is the red flag that we need to get it together because it really is that important
4: the other thing I want to ask you is about the name, Two mm-hmm. Queens. Yes. Uh, of course bees are, uh, a, a, a matriarch, right? A matriarchal kind of society. There seems to be a kind of, uh, humor to the name. So I'm wondering if you could talk to us about that.
2: Well, yes, it's totally humor. I always say it's me and the bees It's basically where it comes from. Uh, originally was going to call it sweet bee, but a good friend of mine said, don't be stupid. Just call it Two Queens. So that's really where it comes from. And yes, it's a funny play. Um, and I don't know, it's sort of stuck and, uh, people find it funny and I love it. So that's really what it's all about.
4: Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to share?
2: Um, bees are awesome. Thank you.
4: I'm leaving the Honey Bee Fest in Narrowsburg, New York. It's October 10th, 2015. From the kitchen table, out on the road, I'm Sabrina Artel. To find out more, please visit www.NarrowsburgHoneyBeeFest.com. <coughs> Thanks for joining me for Sabrina Artel's Trailer Talk. The music for the show, Patti Smith, People Have the Power. Be recorded.